Whether you're new to pool and practicing the basics or a more experienced player performing drills to improve your shot making and positional play, the Drill Partner is perfect for you. Boy, oh boy, Mike, did I think I was putting in the overtime during the summer? Little did I know uh, the best was yet to come. How are you, Pinozo? Well, yeah, good, good, good. I just, you know, I spent, you know, the whole weekend sitting on the lake in a boat with my phone watching and giggling while you blew up like a, like a Roman candle. Yeah. Well, I got, when you get tired of someone's shit, Mike, you get tired of someone's shit. So, uh, it go. was, it was a, uh, interesting weekend. I didn't expect it to be the way it did. We've already had a show discussing as much, you know, a little bit here and there. Um, it was, yeah. it was great to have Ed in the chat last night. We did a show with Joey and, and, uh, you know, kind Ed of might have first been, Ed might as well have just been in the show. Yeah, the way he, the way we were going back and forth, which by the way is always welcome to come on. So, uh, as is anyone. But I get a message from Mike this morning, and uh, Mike says, "Son, gotta for have punishment. another show. Yeah, we gotta have another show." So, Mike, here we are, man. Here we are. Yeah. Well, you know, here's the thing. It's you know, I'm not trying to come off as like I'm going to be a defender of the WTA. Oh, boy, I, this is well, one of those. I mean, this with all due respect, kind of lines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it kind of does because I was on the show with you and Ishan. Right. And, right. Uh, um, you know, I think, I think we both scratched our head a lot, rolled our eyes a lot, and, and thought, why is this guy digging this trench deeper and deeper? But by the same token, I have watched a lot of the social media fly by in the last three or four days. And, right it gets to the point where the piling on part of it kind of started to get to me. And I thought, um, you know, some of this just isn't right. I mean, it's just too easy at this point to just say the WPBA is stupid. WPA is not essential. WPBA or the WPA is not essential. WPA steals money, all this kind of stuff. And so I just thought, you know, there needs to be a little bit of understanding beyond this banning players. We're not going to argue at all about their current stance and where they appear to be going on October 7th is dumb. It's counterproductive. It's not going to be, it's not going to end well. Right. But some of these other things, I just think, um, you know, there needs to be a little more clarification, a little better understanding. I mean, you had some posts from, from, from former players who played in the Moscone cup and I read their posts. I'm like, what are you talking about? Oh, well, yeah. let, let, let me ask you what I asked Aishan towards the end of that interview. Yeah. What would you say the WPA does? What would I say the WPA does? Um, you know, it, that, it that, is... That was, that was his response. Um... <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. it's a it's an, uh, worldwide governing body, okay? Which in virtually all sports one of these exists and they oversee, they help, they help uh, uh, focus rules. They promote the sport, not by tournaments, but by, uh, by marketing, by, you know, things of that nature. And they create a worldwide system that, that prevents the sport from becoming used by multiple or one monopolized by one or used by multiple for-profit companies that 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 do or that may or may not have the best interest of the global sport at heart okay um, they they in many in many parts they um, promote development of the sport that's a huge thing in any sport right so you know there's an international baseball federation. Nobody's going to confuse that with the Major League Baseball. And they're not telling the Major League Baseball how to how to play its game, how to make its money, how to charge players, right? Same thing with tennis, you know, these type of these type of federations. So and, and most of them, most of those federations are IOC recognized, which again to me becomes the focal point of a lot of what the WPA's value is. Okay. And, and it's not, do we get in the Olympics? I don't give a shit if we get, trust me, I would be the first person to say Poole has got zero chance in the next hundred years of being in the Olympics. Zero. 
Well, I would take the under, but you may not be around to pay off. That'd be my issue there, Mike, you know. But yeah. I, I agree with you, uh, and you make some interesting points. You know, a lot of things I can also disagree with you on when it comes to the marketing and things like that. Because I just, no, no, no. What, you, what I don't think you would disagree is that that should be one of their functions. What I think we will oh, agree. Oh, I think they should. And I yeah. think what we agree on is that they do a shit job of it. And, right. and nobody knows that they're trying to do that. Okay. So, so again, my argument is more about um, defending the existence of a WPA not defending the actions of this WPA. Okay. So then so then let's separate it then and and show me where because for me when I, as I stated, you know, last night and a few times before is I do feel like there's a place for them when it comes to and I, I don't mean this as a dig or, you know, uh, uh, a backhanded compliment, but you know, when it comes to the development of amateurs um, through these federations <clears throat> globally Right. But I don't think they have a place when it comes to uh, the professional side of the game, because I don't see where they add any value other than give me versus let me help here. Um, see, I, I will disagree with you on this differentiation between amateur and pro. What what they do is they're, they're in many of these cases with their continental federations and the national federations within those continental groups. Um, a lot of it is development of players who become the pro players. It's not an amateur. They're not, they're not their amateur in the sense of the APA or CSI or amateur pool leagues. They, they should be in the business of helping develop tomorrow's pros. Okay. Amateur okay. league associations aren't developing tomorrow's pros. Okay. They're, but if they're, they're, they're just, they're just satisfying today's amateurs. Okay, but if you're developing tomorrow's pros, at some point you have to send them off and let them and let them fly their wings, right? Hundred percent. So, in what environment are you sending them off over to, and how are you helping grow and cultivate that area? Okay, let's let's take the EPBF, for example, and the oh, Euro beautiful. Tour, for example. Okay, now there are there are not all countries in the EPBF have this government funding that supports all these players. There are some countries that do, for sure. Germany, Poland, Holland, you know, there's there's three or four, maybe half dozen companies that do, that have decent funding countries. to help programs, right? Now, German federations say they have eight, ten players that they fund, they pay for them to go to the Euro Tour. They pay for them they pay their entry and their expenses, right? They pay for them to go to camps, training camps, multiple times a year, half a dozen or more times a year, right? So, so they're cultivating these players to become pros, okay? And, and, and there are players like Josh who are already pros, right? But so they're, they're using government funding to help these players go into the pro arena to, to become famous, to help bring notoriety to Germany and the German pool federation and, you know, things like that. But so the, 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 the German federation is, is paying these players money to go attend a Euro tour, right? Where they're not really making any money, right? Right. Where they're not making, but not costing them any money they're getting better. So they're get. Uh, I'm not arguing whether or not they're getting better because we all okay. know the monsters that are coming out of Germany, the monsters that are coming out of Europe. Right. But I'd imagine that some of that money that they're taking from the Federation, putting into the EPBF, that some of those things are then put into for-profit companies that someone is making money off of, Mike. You're talking you about – what are you – I'm not sure what you're talking about there. So let's say that for-profit business that David owns that was kind of, you know, talked about but not really talked about, you know, where he's a member of the EPBF board, but then I forgot it's the It's a name foundation, of Mike. It's a foundation. <laughs> Didn't he say that? He said it's a foundation. Sure, sure, Mike. Whatever, how, 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 however you want to paint that brush, Mike. 
But my point is that somebody's making money off of it, right? And I get it. They're growing players. They're growing players, right? But then what are they doing to help these professional players have some sort of life as a professional? Who gives a shit if they make the best no, players see, in the world see, if and there's now, no environment me, for them to be to able me, to be to, to make a living job, off of it? To me, that's Matron's job then is to help them, is to, to be that professional platform for them. So when they get Fair there- Fair enough, but then have that separation then. That, okay, so then let's have that separation. So let's look at- you know, we, we talked before about the Polish Federation, okay? So Polish Federation just banned their players from playing in the Asian Open, right? For whatever reason. It's too close to the World 8-Ball, which is WPA sanctioned, yada, which yada, by yada. The, which, okay? which, by the, which, by the way, one WPA sanctioned event in the Japan Open is pretty close to a Predator event by a couple of days <laughs> as well, Mike. I don't see anybody but, up in arms about here, that. Here's, it, here's, it, where, here's where I'm going with this, is that, say... You're you play for the Polish Federation, okay? God, the Polish Federation pays for you to gives you money to go to the WPA events, gives you money to uh, gives you scholarship money, educationally, right. you know, for military, whatever, whatever other things they do. At that point, would you not find it understandable that they would have you sign a contract saying here? We're, this is what we're going to do for this year. We're going to give you this money to go here, here. We're going to give you this money to play in these events. We're going to give you this money for your education. We're going to get, but you have to play in our events. Okay? If you skip our events to play in someone else's event, we're going to take that money back from you. Okay? We're going to expect you to pay us back that money. Okay? Would that if be... You, if you're not attending these WPA events, right? Correct. Is that what you're saying? Or not not attending a Euro Tour event. If they're paying for you to go to the Euro Tour events, you got to go to the Euro Tour events. So, and I'm not saying that I like it or it's not strong-handed. I'm just saying that you know when 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 people talk about why is there a um, a, a player stipulation that you can't a, a a restriction stipulation in the in this Polish Billiard Federation's contract with players. That why isn't that the same as you know why why shouldn't Matchroom be able to have one in, in theirs? Well, and my, my my answer to that would be that I'm giving you money and I'm supporting your education, whatever you fair. owe me. You owe me some. You owe me some some allegiance, and in, right? In Matchroom turn, you have to do anybody. A, B, and C. You have to do A, B, and C right, in order to right. do it. Right. And but you look at Matchroom; they have a player's contract, but they're not guaranteeing anybody anything. So I can see there's a little difference in okay. arguing for and against one of those one of those stipulations in a contract. So you know I'm just saying that, that, that there's there's a way that these organizations work if they're getting government funding um, that you have to kind it's, of it. It sounds a lot like uh, what is it like the NCAA, Mike? In the sense, like you know, I'm I'm in college. I get a four year ride if I'm a great player, right? But I get a chance to get a degree. You know, if I go turn pro well then i gotta pay for that ride now right because right. now i'm i'm yeah. deemed a professional and and so i get you can't have your cake and eat it too if they choose to do that and they sign up for it then you gotta fulfill it right it's an obligation right. we're we're right. all adults here and even if they're kids they know that hey listen this is the expectation if you don't follow through then there's going to be repercussions but i don't think that that should also come with this with the stipulation that you cannot attend non-WPA events. That I don't think is necessarily fair because then you're saying you can only play in these events, but is it sustainable enough for them to be able to earn a living off of? You know? I agree. That I don't disagree with that at all. I think that the WPA and their federations are taking their um, rules and regulations and contracts to an extreme uh, to try to prove a point. And it's, you know, I feel bad for the players. I feel bad. You know, you look at these players, particularly I keep going back to German and Polish players because they're in probably the two strongest federations. These guys got decisions to make come February, right? And it's a shame that that gun's being put to their head. What do you mean come it's, February, Mike? What What's that? What do you mean come February? Or come January or February because at the beginning oh. of next year, they're going to have to sign another contract for next year. Do I want to be a part of the Polish national team? Do I want to be right. part of the German national team and get this kind of funding and get this kind of training and get all this kind of stuff? Or do I want to say no and roll all my all my own money into attending all the matrim events? 
Okay, you're gonna have to. Some of these guys are gonna have to make this decision the way things are going right now, and that's that's what bothers me more than anything. As, a, as an as an as an adult, what is your goal in life, Mike? Uh, boy, you got me on that. <laughs> you want to live well, right? You want to live well. And I want to be and happy, that, Mike, and I'm happy well, right that's now. that's true. Of course, that's true. I just are, are, be, you, I just are you happy right happy. now, Mike? I'll be happier happy when right this now? is over. I know that. <laughs> Listen, you blew up my phone calling for this General <laughs> Assembly on the Dog in a Podcast. Uh, no, listen, you want to you wanna be able to um, – live your life, be happy. You want to be able to follow your dreams. If you're a lot of these guys, right. They love playing pool fundamentally, all this bullshit drama that comes mm -hmm. with it. I'm sure sucks the life out of them and they're not compensated enough for it to justify it. Right. But they right. love the game. They love playing guys like Josh and, you know, Shane in his younger years. And they love playing pool and they're great enough where um, they do it at a, you know, extremely elite level. Now the sports in, in disarray and it's unfortunate because there's not a way for these guys to get money where it makes sense for all of them because we know travel costs are through the roof, et cetera, et cetera. Right. But I would think, and I'd be willing to wager a little bit that a lot of these guys are going to go with matchroom. And the reason being is because there's more opportunity there. There's more opportunity to make more money while you may get a free ride to these WPA events. Right. There's no, there, there's not a whole lot of them. We don't know what, you know, next year is going to look like, but we know what Matchroom has done with the calendar just in the short few years that they've really jumped headfirst into nine ball. You know, I'm on the verge of leaving for the U.S. Open in a few weeks. And I remember the first U.S. Open that Matchroom took over years ago at Mandalay pre-COVID, right? And I think about the way that pool was then and slowly but surely they've not only added to their catalog, but they, they've been able to work with other promoters around the world to develop this tour, which gives players an opportunity to make more money. And truth be told, I think it's only the beginning. I'm a, I'm a buyer of that. I'm a buyer when it comes to that they're going to continue to grow this and have more added money, more events, I, more opportunity for players. I where I where where I'm not going to buy in to the EPBF and their model the way that it's been over the last ten years. I'm not going to buy in to the WPA and their model the way that it's been the last however many decades, Mike. I, I, I don't disagree with that at all. Um, I just think it's, it's you know, I'm looking at a couple of things. One, you know, I talked to one player who was like, okay, here's what I got for the rest of the year. You know, I got the U.S. Open. I got the Asian Open. I got Vietnam. I got Qatar. I got International. I've got Predator in, in, uh, in Puerto Rico. You know, all that. I'm, I'm looking 30 grand in out of my pocket from now to the end of the year. Okay. There's and and the opportunity is there in these events to make big money, decent money. Right. But not a lot of guys are going to do that. And there's nope, not a not. lot of guys who can pull that out of their pocket in the next six months. So that's what I'm saying. A lot of, you know, you look at a lot of these younger players and it's going to really, it's really getting into being a tough situation for them to have to make a decision at this point in their lives because that's a big nut. That's a big nut, right? And so, you know, I, I'm not 100% sure what the answer is. I just know that that it's but this putting is a gun where to somebody's love, head at listen, this point. This is where I got even more love and respect for a kid like Federer. You know what he did, Mike? He started doing training. He started signing cue balls. He started, you know, exercising his social media presence. He went to the U.S. because he wasn't allowed to play in these prestigious events, Right. And just figured out a way, no matter what, right? And now he's thriving. Now he's coming back and he's getting his wheels greased on on the more proper professional stage. But I, I would ask him, hey, where are you going to go? Because I think I know the answer to it. I think you know the answer to it, Mike. Yeah. I think WPA knows the answer to a lot of these players in question. Now, I agree with you. It's tough for those. It's tough for the top, let's say, 20 guys to, you know, to – to make it in the green after this gauntlet of events, you know, but here's right. the deal. Some things that aren't talked about predator also pays the expenses for a lot of these guys to be able to play in predator events. That's a, that's a part of a lot of those guys deals, right. Which I'm, which I'm sure is, is, is well known within the industry. Right. So that, that's something that they go and get as a, as a part of being on that team. Now the, the Federation side of it, they do get some help, but only when it comes to WPA events, right. They're not helping them, travel to the whatever it is asian open they're not helping them travel to the u.s open they're not helping them travel to any of these non-wpa sanctioned events right but don't you think that maybe they oughta 
right? Well, you said before that they, that at some point they should be able to leave the nest and go be pros. That's what, well, they're, just, that's what they're being allowed to do. Now, now you know, the Federation well, not gonna if you're gonna, to do if that. You're, if you're going to help them with other events, why cherry pick just based off of the guys who you're in bed with then, Mike? That's my thing. Because I think that that's, I think for some because of these people, they, that's kind of stipulation. With, I think that's that stipulation with some of these federations and getting that government money is that they're dealing with the IOC recognized federation, right? The IOC recognized pecking order. Uh, because that's for a lot of these countries, that's the only way they're getting government funding is if there's an IOC tie slash world games tie uh, for one reason or another. I don't even know why the hell that is. Don't but, even get me started what... on the world games, Mike. You had the whole Predator <laughs> Media team there taking photos and, and no. it, it, it was, it was, a, it was no, no streaming was done. Don't even get me started on the 12 people who I'm watched not talking the, w, about the, the value. I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about the value of the world games. I'm talking about the value of the world games to countries who get funding based on stuff like that. And, and players who get, you know, if a federation is part, gets government funding and someone meddles in the world games, they get money from their federation. Good money. Now, was the world games worth watching? No, just it was horrible. But for these players and for the associations oh, the matches, for their countries. I heard the matches were great. Just nobody was able <laughs> just to see, see any of it. Just couldn't <laughs> see them. Yeah, typical pool world, huh? Well. Yeah, it's, it's um, yeah. I don't. I don't mind the other side of the argument, Mike, and I'm not here to be some WPA hater. I just don't like how they cherry pick. I don't like the the back deal dealings that they go and do at the expense of players. I don't like how they're making players be in an even more difficult position when the sport's already I tough agree. enough as it is. Because as as much as I, Sean, want it to be like this when it talks about the calendar for next year looks pretty good. We have a lot of companies <laughs> wanting to add $50,000 events. Yeah. It's kind of like it is right now, Mike, right? Yeah. That they were it's, that they were there not, well, not no, in no, match room. Their, their, their schedule is $4.7 which is more than match rooms. You know what I'm thinking? Who are you? you know, and this is where the WPA goes off the rails and tries to be what it's not even supposed to be. They're, they're, not the, they're not the event promoter. They're not the one raising the money. They're just- Clearly, they're, they're not they're, that. They're, 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 they're grabbing the coattails of events that have money. But if you ask me, and this was part of the thing, you know, all this stuff I'm lying about, you know, about WPA needs to go away. I think that WPA going away would be harmful for pool. Because I think if the WPA went away, a lot of this government funding for a lot of these federations goes away with it. And then, so you know, you get into, again, countries like Germany, whatever, where they develop young talent, they're going to be on their own. Moritz going to be a 16-year-old kid with nobody fending for him. He's going to have to learn on his own, fight for his own, get his own money, not get any training, whatever. He's going to, if he gets to the top, it's going to have to, you know, the U.S. would love for this to happen because – then the you know European and Asian juniors wouldn't be beating us like a drum every year because we don't have a system like that here, right? So I don't want to see that go away. I think there's value there, but so then that goes I just to, they that, just need that, to, they just need to fine tune who the hell they are and what they're supposed to do and stay out of everybody else's way. Uh, you said it right there because that's what I was going to say. It goes back to this old phrase that I remember oh so well that my mom told me: kind of mind your own damn business, stay in your own lane, Mike. Stay you know, in your own you, lane. you you stay they got, focused they, on. They, they on have you. to get they have their lane defined. <laughs> and it, it no, really they, needs, listen, they're so busy trying to grab from every which way they can. Let really? me grab. Let, let me grab hay ball money. Let me grab ten ball yeah. money. Well, let, let me knock nine ball when let me knock nine ball when ten ball is paying me. Then when nine ball comes back around <laughs> wanting to pay me, then we want to say it's a legitimate sport all over again, right, Mike? Right, because how right. many times over the last over the last however many years do we hear them talk about 10 balls more of a professional game 10 balls more of a professional game you know what i hope they open doha and china uh player meetings by saying you know 10 balls are more professional game but welcome to this amateur game in nine ball i hope that they open up by standing true to who they are mike and do you think yeah. they will because i don't i don't I, I think that yeah yeah i think that they need a big overhaul i don't know how you do that with an association like that it's like trying to say you want to overhaul the you know FIFA, like someone said, or the IOC, because uh, there's plenty of corruption in all those, uh, and plenty of you know you can't, you just can't displace people. You just can't move them out of the way. They they're they're in there for life. Um, there needs to be an overhaul in the structure of WPA, and they need to just get back to doing what they're supposed to do. Um, you know, I think that there's 
I do think that there's value they provide, they provide. And that's, that's the know, just game. having a world, just having a world organization to help develop the game and promote the game. Um, and it's not about amateurs and pros. I mean, they should promote the whole game. They should promote the pro game. Well, you know, they then, should promote these guys then, who then, get, then. who get medals at the world game. They should promote you know, people, things like that. They, there's definitely a place for that in there. What they don't need to do is get their, you know, uh, themselves caught up in who should play where and when um, i agree with that I'm, I'm, i think I'm that there's that. you know there's there's value to there's value to there being a world association where um where there's one world championship in nine ball you work wpa goes away you know what i would do if i were predator the next day i'd have predator world nine ball championship muddy the waters okay if 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 Matches like have it, a world nine ball championship. Why not? We'll, yeah. We'll why have not, Mike? Hell yeah. Let's do it. I'm in. We'll have a we'll have a windows open world nine ball championship, and then we can go back to the way it was in the Look, 80s. We're going full Charlie Williams on the entire sport. I like your style, Mike. Let's do it. Why not? Why not? Mike? Let's just have like 25 world nine ball championships. Let me call so, the company right now. Get them on the line. So yeah. there's you know, there, there, you know, there, there's value in just having some kind of structure like that. Uh you know, so between that and between developing the youth, stuff like that, if if WPA goes away, does Matrim want to take all that over? No, they're not going to. I wouldn't expect them to. So no, who's going to do think, it? I don't think they owe it to anyone. I think they're a private company wanting to capitalize on the game of nine ball. God that's bless exactly, you. And that's you exactly know? what they should do. It's like, you know, yeah, yeah it's, it's. So like, if somebody, listen, I don't mind. I don't mind throwing some jelly when you add something to where I'm eating at, Mike, to add value to the food I'm getting, right? Or or to help increase the overall experience. But when you just take and you don't add, that's where I scratch my head. And these guys, you know, th these guys have been around for a long time. I'm not here calling for anyone's heads. I'm just saying that I'm tired. I'm, I'm just here tired of, of the way shit's been, you know? I want and heads it's not, to and, roll. And it's not, it's well, listen. <laughs> I want heads to roll. Man. You were on, you, what, 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 this, this show just took a turn here, Mike. Um, no, no, I said, I, when I came out, I said, listen, I'm not a, to, you know, I'm not a, a big defender of WPA. I just think people look, someone need to says, understand some of their existence a little bit better. Nobody's, nobody's saying, nope, Matchroom's not bitching about anyone having the 10 ball or so and so, or so and so owning the 14 one or Buffalo's having the one pocket that Bridge Die just won't cover. I'm I'm you, know? you haven't learned <laughs> but, a feature yeah. coming but you know it's it's no one's complaining do your thing and do the best at it and if you can't do it hey listen they're still doing it on their own they're doing it without getting help from the wpa or without getting help from any or or, or paying anyone out by, by shaking them down and they're still figuring it out payouts aren't what they're supposed to be i don't think emily or anybody else would agree right but it's it's going the right way you know it's a lot more hopeful and optimistic than what it was a few years ago like i was talking about you know, whereas before the WPA couldn't even keep the waters calm with everybody when there was only really two players involved, right? right. They couldn't even they couldn't even do that, Mike. You know, yeah. But that, but you know, you want to. This is what gets me even more annoyed and pissed off with these guys because then they go all over social media and then Ishan tells us we're all going to Doha to go have a general assembly meeting. Listen, buddy, let me introduce you to an app called Zoom. <laughs> Send me the money you were going to go and spend for all those flights and hotels and accommodations, and we'll put that towards bettering the sport or better yet, promoting the sport, which yeah. is what your ass should be doing in the first place, yeah. right? But they don't want anyone looking behind their doors, Mike. No, they don't. And no it was one. interesting when, when we had Ishan on there and we were talking about this new Asian confederation of billiard sports that's the new member of the WPA that replaced the Asian Pocket A Billiard Union, APBU, yeah, right? right? And he said, well, the APBU wasn't disclosing its finance or whatever. Well, if you look on the APBU side, <laughs> the big letter from them when they got bounced from the from the WPA was that they had been insisting that the WPA and Ian Anderson and whatever disclosed their finances on where all the money's going that they that they take in and the WPA wouldn't do it. <laughs> where's account where's accountability at Mike if That's, you're responsible for yeah. the sport then you owe it to that sports public and those players and those members to let us know hey listen where are you spending how responsible are you being with that money that's supposed to be investing listen no more, no I'm more business never, class tickets to board meetings I'm never I, I've, I've always said this Mike I don't want to tell anyone 
how to spend their money. I don't get in my nose when it comes to matchroom and their shit. But you know why? They're a private business. They do as they want, what they want with their money. You know, now when you go and shake somebody down and you say, hey, listen, I'm here to help grow and promote and all these things that you don't do. I have a hard time because then I want to know what the fuck you're doing, Mike. Then yeah, I want to know. Love to know you know? I would love to know where their money goes. And, I don't and, think they've and, had as much of it as they think, but I still think I'd I, like well, I, I agree with that. I do agree with that. But you know what? What it would do, Mike, is if they marketed themselves better, it buys patience. It buys understanding. Yeah. Right? It right. does. And instead of, you know what, you know what guys like Roy Pastor and Stewart and all these assholes, instead of going on social media and, and, and saying, and saying, Preach. What, Preach. and saying what Matchroom's contract is, you ought to be saying what the WPA does, all the positive things. That's what I would be doing if I want to build up my house, Mike. I'm not yeah. going to care about what you're doing. I'm going to tell you what it is that I do. I'm going to tell you what it is that I'm focused on. How are the things that I'm improving? But instead, right. they focus their energy on doing that over this past weekend's shit show. This is what frustrates me, and this is what just gets me so fired up to it. And it's at the expense of the players because it's the guys that are trapped by these federations that are handcuffed. Polish, you know, and you know which ones are the strong ones: the Netherlands, yeah. Poland, Germany. All these guys that that they do get help to some extent. These are the ones that are going to get punished. And the more that we start seeing these types of like the post I put out this morning from the Belgian Federation. The more you start seeing people stand up for themselves, I'm curious to see what the EPBF's gonna do when when people start standing up for themselves. And well, and, and let me and let me say something. They're they're not off limits here because I can I can stick my nose over there over there in their business too and and start pulling back the blankets as well. And I don't think they're gonna like it. I don't. Yeah, yeah. No, they wouldn't <laughs> like it. Uh, the 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 message from Bob, you know, from the Belgian. Billiard Federation was interesting. It was really good. Uh, but even he, you know, said, you know, there's there's a necessity for an association like WPA in pool, a world, a world body. Mike, I would love if, if if they could get along. Right. If and but here's the deal. Even if they were to say match them and them get together, which I doubt is going to happen anytime soon. Yeah. But let's say they get together and they <laughs> and they figure out a way to work together and say, hey, listen, this is what we're going to do. We, we've agreed to work with one another. There's still a lot of questions when it comes to the WPA that need answering. Yeah. Ir no they need to be, yeah, they need to be dressed <laughs> down and figured out and exposed, you know, their finances, their their structure, all that needs to be a little more transparent. Um, uh -oh. Listen, they, they can, they can Emily, come come, Emily, are you coming with a serious question or are you, Let, are you commenting? Emily, on Emily you know, the window is always open. You can come on any, anytime. If you need me to send the link, I'll be glad to send the link. Um, you know, it, it's, I didn't listen. Ne neither, none of, neither one of us. Uh, expected I hope that wasn't your serious question. What did you two talk about before? <laughs> now, listen, Who's grown pool into a year-round conversation, Mike? You know, you. It's a, it, you. No, I don't know if it was me. I just <laughs> I enjoy I enjoy talking about it, and I found some sickos that enjoy it along with me. Is all I did. You know, I just surrounded yeah. myself with people who enjoy it just as much as I did. You know, but it feels like it feels like more of a proper sport with seasons and events coming day in and day out, yeah. and things and things to look forward to. What you know, one knock that I always had when it came when it came to the uh, uh, Pro Buried Series was that what are they playing for? I get they're playing the event, but like one thing that I love about Matchroom is that they're playing towards something. They're playing towards making a Moscone Cup team. They're playing towards making the World Pool Masters. They're playing towards yep. making the World Cup of Pool. I understand what they're working towards, you know, right. where the Pro Buried Series, I never really understood, which by the way, they had their own rankings that were separate from the WPA rankings that they were tying themselves to also. So, you know, you can go look at that website and, and find those on there as well. It's, 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 um, it's some irony, but um, Mike, I don't know how we got here, Mike. I thought we were supposed to be talking pro WPA stuff from you. I don't know how. We... <laughs> I never said I was talking pro WPA. I just said <laughs> there's a couple of points in this whole discussion that, that people would be better off understanding. I mean, I, you know, the stuff like, uh, you know, I'm not going to say his name, but the, the pro player who said, you know, what about WPA stealing 5% of our money from the Moscone Cup? Yeah. yeah. 
not correct. WPA didn't See? take any money from the players in the Moscone Cup. Okay. So why would he say that for Mike? Because, we, we because there was five percent deducted from their checks. Okay. That, <clears throat> that went that, to that was Mantrum's prerogative. Not not WPA didn't say every player has to pay us five percent. So every promoter has the option of paying that sanction fee, correct? Some choose right. to take it out of the players' checks. Some pay it separately. And, I, you know, and for, never- for clarity, right, because I saw the, the post you put out right before we went live, right? So Emily said you know, when replying to that question, we agreed to pay all WPA sanction fees, not taken out of the players, but pay it themselves. Did I read that right, Mike, in your, in your post you put on just a few minutes ago? Yes. Okay. So just so we're clear, they offer to pay it for the players, okay. you know, just to try to. Which is, features. which is new for them, which is new for them, which I think, which I would applaud like crazy because I didn't, you know, I, I find, I found it very strange okay. that, that what WPA sanction fees they were paying were out of the players expenses. They would but, get but more it's, patience. It's, you know, again, it's, that's not the WPA shaking down the players. And I'm not saying I'm, I'm not saying Metro's shaking down the players. I'm just saying. Oh, no. Hey, listen. I, <laughs> I if, don't want if, that smoke. If, if anybody can twist around words in this industry, evidently it's me, Mike. So yeah, I, really. I, I'd be so, careful what to say here, pal. Yeah, yeah. So, um, no, but I, you know, I would love for all promoters, if, if there was WPA sanction fees, if anybody's going to pay them, I would love for them, you know, pay them out of a separate fund than out of the player's prize fund. Wouldn't you? Hey, listen. That's something that we're only finding out after asking questions because of shit that the WPA is putting out there. Now that this conversation is being had, now we're learning this. They're not putting this out there for the sake of saying, hey, listen, this is the badge we're wearing to go and and, and get patted on the back here. That was something yeah. that they offered to do behind the scenes, which is pretty great for the sake of the players, Mike. Not for the sake of let me just take, you know, I, I just... Uh, I don't know. I want to get somewhere productive with these guys. I do. And that was the whole point of having all these different perspectives on, having all these guys on here. Yeah. And you know what? Just like you've reached out to players who don't want to, you know, don't want their name put on it, which I get completely. You know, I've reached out to federations. I've reached out to other members within the board to see if they want to come on. I would imagine they don't after the last few trips. Come <laughs> on here. But we'll see who's it, got but, stones and who doesn't. But it doesn't mean that I'm not going to keep on asking. And one thing that no, but think of how much more you've learned in the last couple of weeks about everything that goes on in in this. Well, you know, I don't know. That's a good thing or a bad thing. You know, I just come back yeah, from junior nationals where knowledge where, is power, Mike. Well, I come back from junior nationals <laughs> and I get re-inspired, right? And I see all these kids who just want to play pool, and then I see all these posts from all these players over the last weekend where they say, "I just want to play pool," right? The the, the Spaniards chew up all these guys. They just want to play pool, Mike. You know, let them play pool where they want, how they want, when they want to do it. Let them play, man. It's already, listen, they're already climbing up a hill where it's hard enough to make a living. They're having to get super creative in order to crack a nut with anything. But they're doing it because fundamentally in their spirit, in their soul, they just love the game. They love getting tortured. They love the joys. They love the highs. They love the lows. They love the shots. They love the misses. They love every part of it, Mike. They're living their dream. And you got guys who are sitting there saying, hey, listen, if you don't play ball the way that I want you to play ball, you're not going to be able to play ball or you're not going to get any help from us going forward. Right. You know, and and that's the part where that shit just kills me because it doesn't have to be like that for them. It doesn't. You know, I'm not saying Matchroom is perfect and they haven't made any mistakes because even they'll tell you that they fucked up plenty of times along the way, you know, and most of the time, whenever they do, we're here calling them out on their bullshit as well, you know. But when they're trying to grow something, I can I can see growth because I can see where it was and I can see where it is. And I'm more optimistic and I want to know what it's going to look like in 18 months from now, in five sure. years from now. You know, I have something to hang my head on to say, hey, you know what? They deserve a little bit more patience just because of where it's going to now. You know, whereas the WPA, what are you going to sell me on? You had somebody from Doha come in and wanted to throw 50000 and, and throw 2.5% to your way, and that means that, that all of a sudden you're you're doing something great for the game. Spare that bullshit for another pool player who, <laughs> who, who wants to keep his mouth shut because that's not me. You 
Anyway, where do we go from here, Mike? Where do we go from here? <sighs> I don't know. We gotta we gotta take over the WPA. <laughs> I thought. Listen, correct me if I'm wrong, but they offered you the role of president way back when. Am I am I wrong in saying that, Mike? Is oh that, God, yes, that? you're wrong. Nobody's ever I, offered that, me the president of anything. Well, listen. When, let, let me write some letters. Let me write some letters. And see, <laughs> what and the see hell if would I want to do that? What would I want to do that for? No, it's a lose. It, it's a tough spot they're in, right? And that's that's it is. You we, know what they need we, to spend we, we money on more than anything. Forget marketing. Forget they need a PR director. <laughs> they need. A, they need they need someone to craft their image because it it sucks right now. Um and it's look it, man, they could have they they had you know six weeks to figure to figure out they had six weeks to figure out what the hell they were gonna say when they came yeah. on here. And they knew that it was gonna get tough. The only things they didn't know anything about were the Polish questions that we asked them and the Asian question. But they knew right before and I'd imagine that they kind of had an inkling of what was what was coming because that news had just recently came out. Uh publicly so that yeah. but every everything else everything else they had six weeks notice to, yeah. to prepare and it still came out looking like that <laughs> you know listen i'm not i'm not here making anybody look bad i'm sitting here listening to to, to them speak the things that they want to speak i respond based off of what i hear and then i'm not going to be unbiased for the sake of being unbiased because i'm a passionate guy it's in my it's in my blood mike it's in it's in my uh my culture you know and it is in your culture my girls will never be pool players but but god forbid if i had a kid who, who wanted to be a professional pool player i'd probably be even more passionate you know yeah. i want them to be able to follow their dreams and there's all of those kids who are out there traveling to china and guitar and everywhere else that's all they want to do man let them do what the hell they want to do you know if they want to go bust doing it God bless you. Go bust doing it. You know what? And then if they want to and and listen, check it out. That kid who won that um that Formosa event, the CBSA event, Ryan Sue. Yeah. So Ryan, the last time I saw him before Vegas this past year, last time I saw him was in the final 16 of the US Open that year that I was there. And I remember seeing that kid and I had never seen him before. And I said, Who the hell is this kid? But he follows up with going to the Texas Open and goes pretty far, right? Then he falls off the face of the map because he had to go and join uh, the military in Taiwan. That was a part of, of the age that he was in. Right. I think he was only like 16, 17 at the time. Right. He comes back. Last time I seen him was in Vegas this past year. And I hadn't seen him in years. And I and that's whenever I, I got all this backstory. In the meantime, he was uh, helping train students out there in Taiwan, figuring out a way where there's a will, there's a way, Mike. And now he's a champion of a very strong event. And congratulations to him. You know? Yeah. You talk about how unorganized the Americans are. You still have a guy who's going after number six who figured it out for the last 20 plus years and Shane without the help of any federation or any kind of government support. Right. right. He grinded his teeth. He figured it out. He did whatever he had to do. Go play in any bar table tournament or national tournament or now global tournament. You name it. You know, they figured it out. Why the hell is anyone going to get in their way? Why, Mike? You know? No, no, I, I, I love stories like Shane's. I love, would, but wouldn't you rather have, you know, something where kids were getting help, learning along of the course, way, getting, ideally, getting, getting instruction, ideally, getting yeah. coaching, yes. you know, getting some help along the way? That's that's what I think is possible in the backgrounds of a of a pro circuit like Matrim. Let Matrim do what they do, hundred percent. Let them build up pro tour. You know, I'd love to see. You know, we both want to see them get to the point where players make real money. Being being in the uh, the world nine ball tour, where everyone, where the top twenty five are making, you know, clearing a hundred grand a year. Well, after expenses, hell yeah, we would all love to see it. And I, this is why, I was talking with with your boy Peter out there at Texas Open. Matt, uh, Mike sent a writer out there to cover the Texas <laughs> Open, right? And uh, and so whenever he did, and, and and by the way, <laughs> look, let me see if I can. Let me see if I can bring up this this kid's photo because he looks he looks like a 25 year old or 22 year old uh, uh, Michael Pinozo anyway. <laughs> but anyway, so he comes in and I start telling him about the players in the room. Right, I'm start telling them about this guy and that guy. You want to talk to this person and that person. Let me see if I can show the camera here. But this is this is what the kid looks like. Right, he's got the curly hair <laughs> just like Pinozo does. Right, tall as can be, just like Pinozo, and uh, and I start 
And through the course of, you know, telling him some of the players, I told him about Shane and Tony, and this is the owner of the room, and this guy has a lot of history here. Um, part of that was I showed him Savannah Easton, right? And he was blown away by Savannah's, uh, com the conversation they had. And I told Peter, I said, man, this is what, you know, infuriates me about pool is because a girl like that is not a great pool story. A girl like that is a great sports story. Yeah, 100%. You know? When when Shane comes back and beats Dennis by when down, being being down by twenty games, that was a great sports story. That wasn't a great pool story. You know, the game deserves to be better than what it is, and I'm not going to sit here and let guys who are just shaking people down get away with selling me on this idea that because they're the authority or they work with this, that, and the other. I don't. I'm not going to. I don't care. Show me what you do. Let me know what you do. I'll give you respect where it's due. Right. I'm not going to yeah. just knock you for the sake of knocking you. But don't think you're going to get it just because of, of the position that somebody may have granted you 30, 40 years ago. Because that wasn't me. That ain't going to be me tomorrow. It's not going to be me today. It's not. I'm going to keep yeah. on asking questions. And, and it's not, it is not going to be specific to the WPA because I'm going to keep asking questions to the EPBF. I'm going to keep asking questions to any other federation. And I'm going to keep making them as uncomfortable as can be until shit starts getting better for these guys. And, and, and that I can guarantee you on. Yeah, well, that's that's commendable. Well, you're, man, you're guys, just the man. You're just the man to do it. Well, <laughs> I, I, go ahead. What's up, Mike? No, no, go ahead. Right, there are a couple of things I wanted to catch up on here. Jackie keeps asking about the matchroom ban and asking El, Emily to discuss things. Why, um, without sounding self-serving, if you go on Billiard Digest Facebook page, we pose those questions to Emily, and she responded to them on. Billiard Digest Facebook page, so you'll get your answers. It there. does. We did discuss this sound, a little bit earlier. It does uh, sound self-serving, but it's very true, though. It's very accurate. Mike, well, unless Mike you want got, to get no, into I'm just, I'm, just giving, I'm just giving you a hard time. I'm just giving, no, no, listen. Mike got the answers. There's, it's very informative. And, and also to answer. Mike Holm, couldn't send it right out to Buffalo's. That same writer is coming to Buffalo's next year, guaranteed for the whole week, and that's a sports story. That's a human interest story. And listen. wanted to do that this year, just. Couldn't get it done, and so you know, this I guarantee you he's there next year for the whole week. I thought I was going to come out here and get my ass chewed out for no, no, you know, <laughs> for this past weekend. I get message from Joey, and he says, "Mike, you're being too harsh. Mike, you're being uh, uh, you know, it's 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 too much going on with the WPA. You got to take it easy. You got to be more balanced. You got to be more. I'm, listen, I'm going to be me." I'm going to be – Carl keeps on bringing up this $100 entry fee for the Europeans. Are we talking about the European Championships? Is that what we're talking about? So they, yeah, they get every – they, they get it. I would imagine that's what it is. They get every player to pay $125 to play in each discipline. They don't pay out any money. Um, and God knows what they do with, with that money on top of everything else. They buy flowers. Everybody gets flowers. Everybody gets bouquets of flowers. At the do European they give anything to the three people in attendance? Do they and give I anything to those three people in attendance there? <laughs> Free bratwurst. Sorry, it is. yeah, yeah, yeah. We missed, the, <laughs> we, we, we missed the joke, Mike. Uh, listen, this is not going to be the end of all these conversations. Like, like I mentioned earlier, we're going to keep on talking about it. We're going to keep on keeping it on the forefront. There's other things in pool to go and discuss as well. It was a great weekend uh, with a lot of champions being crowned in Feder and Tyler Steyer, who won the Texas Open. Yeah, how cool is that? Congratulations to Tyler. It was funny because I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm not gonna. Um, I'm not. I'll paraphrase what he said when I talked to him earlier in the day that day. He says, "I'm gonna keep chasing Shane down until I beat him," and he beat him, and then he beat Vitaly in the finals. Uh, he came up just short in Sacramento a few weeks back. I was there at 2 a.m. whatever it was when they finally finished. Um, so I'm really happy to see him kind of get over the hump, get a pretty big victory, a pretty solid yeah. payday. Uh, there's one as well. Jeremy Jones says he won in serious style. He sure did. That kid is looking poised, Mike. And I would bet. Yeah, no, it's, I tell you what, Jeremy, you know, <laughs> I know he never roots against Shane, uh, but no. you know, watching Tyler play the way he did out there had to make Jeremy as giddy as shit. Right. I mean, he's got to yeah. be as happy as a, lamb, as a clam going, you know, knowing that he's got this guy rounding into this kind of form at the right time of the year. In September, Mike, not January, yeah. in September. Yeah. No, that's what you want to see. Yeah. He's you know? playing good. He's that's playing what you want to see. So uh, we're going to have, I'm going to reach out to Tyler. I did reach out to Tyler and we're going to try to schedule him on. I'm also going to try to get Federer on 
along with uh, Sophia Mass, a lot of the champions from uh, this. Yeah, how about that final? A 13-year-old and a 16-year-old in a you know in the women's final of the Texas Open. Good yeah. stuff. Well, listen, it was. I remember seeing them spend like a good seven hours, both of them, on the TV table at the Junior Nationals, um, just playing one semifinal, final after another, and one discipline <laughs> after the next, after the next. And I keep on saying, and I'll continue to say it, um, atop of the mountain, they're not great junior players. They're great players. I think those yeah. girls are uh, the future. I think the future is very bright for both of them, but the present is looking pretty bright for them as well. Yeah. Um, I know – I know Savannah wanted to win it. My heart went out to it, but I was real happy to see Sophia did it. She and and she beat she beat so uh, uh, she Savannah, beat Savannah right. in style. Yeah, seven I think seven zero and uh, seven three if I'm not mistaken, seven four maybe. So uh, yeah. it's a lot. There's going to be a lot more positives to talk about, and we're going to continue to do so. Mike, you're going to the U.S. Open, right? I am going to the U.S. Open. Are you gonna are you gonna act like you don't know me or are you gonna are, are we gonna be cool over there? <laughs> some of the posts online may have may I said, have, uh, like I said, said you're, you, I love you like the sun that I'm glad I don't have. Listen, <laughs> I got the world of respect of this guy next to me. He's been I, I have no idea why he befriended me years ago and uh, I look up to him like a mentor. I really respect him. And uh, yes. I do a lot of times you guys will be funny to know. I ask Mike after I go after I go dead off tilt. Usually afterwards, I ask Mike, I said, hey, listen, should I have handled this a little better? And then Mike usually will check me and say, yeah, you should have handled this like this and this. And then I'm like, well, I'm kind of past the point of no return, um, but I'll take your advice for next time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we, you, still haven't, you still haven't taken the advice. Look at her. She's over here shaking me down again like the WPA and uh, and trying go. to get more trying to get more money from my desk. She was over here at, at, with me at the Texas Open. This is my. I think she deserves. Team. I think she deserves five percent everything you make off the podcast. Oh, listen, she gets well off. <laughs> she gets she gets a lot more than five percent. I can tell you that. Uh, thanks everybody for the support. We're gonna have a lot more shows coming up over the next uh, week or however many weeks. So. Anyways, keep your notifications on. It's only the beginning. And uh, Mike, I appreciate you for coming on, buddy. Yeah, it was fun. Thanks. See you guys. All right.